الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب الشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأكدات من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم افتف إلينا حكمتك وانشر إلينا من خزائن برحمتك يا أرحم الرحيمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Alhamdulillah, all prayers are due only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we send our salutations to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear listeners, mashallah, welcome back. May you be in the pitch of Iman. And alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, we have gone past the first episode and allow me to do a quick recap about the first episode. And remember that we talked about optimism and remember that we shared about Surah Al-Fatiha in the first four ayat of Surah Al-Fatiha. I hope and I sincerely hope that we have actually put those that we have learned into practice and inshallah it will be beneficial for us all. Also, based on last week, you know, we learned that the fundamentals of being optimistic is by actually knowing our God, who He really is and what is His most talked about characteristic. And we talked about it at length. It is actually His mercy, mashallah. So I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us and keeps us steadfast in our iman, inshallah. Anyway, for today, the topic that I will touch on is titled Majestic. Wow, you know, it really sounds majestic, I should say. You know, something extravagant. But really, there is an importance that is needed to be stressed within the title. But to not, you know, have huge thoughts and all that, you know, let us focus, and which is, we will be talking about or discussing on being, on or how to be a good leader in Islam. So, so basically, what we're talking about is majestic, is about being good leaders in Islam, that's all, you know. So, why the, why the title Majestic? You know, when we talk about leaders, you know, we usually think or have a perception that leaders are those in suits, you know, those in power, or those imams and all that, you know, uh, and those people that can make a difference to the whole wide world, or those who have the most number of followers on social media. You know, some people have, what, 10 million followers, 2 million followers, and wow, these are like the leaders in social media. You know, those are really just perceptions. You know, that is, the, the thing about it is, Islam is so beautiful that anyone, anyone with the right ideals can be called leaders. You know, allow me to further explain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the verse 30, A'uz billahi min ash-shaytan rajim وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٌ قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءَ وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءَ وَنَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ قَالَ إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said And when your Lord said to the angels Indeed, I will make upon the earth a successive authority They said, will you place upon it one who causes corruption Therein and sheds blood While we declare your praise and, sanctif- and sanctify you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Indeed, I know that which you do not know So here simply said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to create Adam Adam alayhi salam a human, mankind, the beginning of the birth of mankind. And the angels were not too keen about it. Because why? They felt that humans would cause destruction. 
and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala calmly replies them qala inni a'lamu ma la ta'lamun i know that which you do not know you know so really when we look at this what Allah is trying to say when a successive authority is in here the word khalifa okay can also be interpreted as representative meaning that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusts human beings to be his representatives on planet earth you know implementing his rules and observing his commands as we have seen that is how the prophets work you know Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a prophet when there is a need to you know and these prophets will deliver something you know a, a scripture or whatever that is the wahi from Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to remind the people to come back to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala that's exactly what we are supposed to do you know and there's another ayat that i would like to share uh oh, but i will share it later on so for this you know god's uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trusts the human creation to be his representatives on earth based on his knowledge of them to be capable to receive his trust and what is the reason it is said in the next ayah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا ثُمَّ عَرَضَهُمْ عَلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ فَقَالَ أَنْبِئُونِي بِأَسْمَاءِ هَاؤُلَاءِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ And he taught Adam the names. Adam a.s. Allah SWT taught Adam all the names. You know, and then he showed them to the angels and he said, Inform me of the names of this if you are truthful. And then the angels replied, قَالُوا سُبْحَانَكَ لَعِلْمَ لَنَا they said, exalted are you, we have no knowledge except what you have taught us. Indeed, it is you who is the knowing and the wise. So, so here we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given humans such ability, you know, to be able to learn, to choose, to think, the choices, whatever. And the angels do not have this. And thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed us humans onto the earth because He knows what we are capable of, mashallah. So let us think why, you know, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us special? Because we have the ability, like I said, to think and make choices. And this is important. So let me sidetrack just a little and give you a simple analogy. Imagine there's a ladder, a ladder right in front of us, a ladder, yeah? And at the top, or one of the highest rung of the ladder, we see the angels. You know, they are the angels. In the middle of the ladder, it is us humans. And right at the bottom is shaitan. All of us come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even shaitan and iblis comes from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the end of the day, we must work our way up in order to achieve the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In order to achieve Allah's love. Right? Do you agree with me? Alhamdulillah. So, the angels as we know listens only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just listen, they will do whatever they are told and they are really free from sins and that's why they are at the higher rungs of the ladder. And basically, they only have one job scope, like I said, which is to, which is specifically given by Allah and they will keep doing it until the end of time. We know this. You know, we have angels like Jibreel alayhi salam whose job was to give or bring down the wahyu from Allah to the prophets. We have other angels who just basically prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have angels who uh, write our good deeds and write our bad deeds. So their job scope is very clear. You know, they have a specific task. And then we look at the bottom, right at the bottom is shaitan. 
You know, they are the followers of Iblis and they also have one task, really. You know, what's their task? Is to collect as many followers as they can to join them in Jahannam later on. Na'uzubillah min zalik. And shaitan will not stop, you know, as he promised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, there's us, humans. Why are we in the middle? You know, if, if we decide to put all our effort in this dunya, to actually enjoy this dunya, and we have no regard for the hereafter, that means we just, you know, go on our daily lives without caring about the hereafter, without caring about death, then we will be able to move down that ladder. And this is something we do not want. We can move down the ladder to join, to either join shaitan at the bottom or be even worse than him, to be even lower than shaitan. May Allah you know, protect us from this. But however, if we work hard, mashallah, and if we work hard, we put our heart and soul in it into pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because like we have learned before how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the God. You know, the God that takes care of everything, including us. Always seeking His refuge and forgiveness, we can even be higher. Our darajat can be higher than the angels on that level. MashaAllah, we can be about the same or we can even go further than the angels. MashaAllah. So, so, brings me back to the point of today's topic. You know, being majestic or being good leaders in Islam. You know, how do we do this? You know, to be good leaders, the best way to kickstart this is really to improve ourselves. How can we be someone who leads when we ourselves need to be led? You know, my brothers and sisters? So we need to improve ourselves. And the question always is how? My, my answer to this question, to improve ourselves, is really simple. You may hear it a thousand times, or maybe a few more times, or a hundred times, but really it is by emulating the Prophet ﷺ. No one greater than him. Why? You know, who is better than the greatest human being ever? He is the greatest. And there is so much to learn from the Prophet ﷺ. What is there to learn from the Prophet? It is his humility, his patience, his actions, his endurance, and it's all recorded for us to learn as much as we can. My dear listeners, allow me to share a few stories or hadith from the Prophet ﷺ, which we commonly hear. You know, there was a time when the Prophet ﷺ was praying. He was actually prostrating to Allah ﷻ during his sujood, where his grandson came to him and climbed on him, you know, and actually played around him while he was prostrating. Now the question is, what did the Prophet do? Did the Prophet push him aside? Did the Prophet scold his grandson? And what did the Prophet do? The Prophet allowed his grandson to continue playing, to enjoy himself, mashallah. And when did the Prophet actually got up from sujood? It is when the grandson actually stopped playing. That means the grandson had enough fun, mashallah. He was happy, he moved away. And that is when the Prophet continued his prayer. And then in, in, in another incident, we see the Prophet or we read about the Prophet cutting short his prayer. Why? Because he heard a child crying, a little child crying. And he, the reason for him to cut that prayer was because he didn't want the mother to be worried and so that the mother can actually attend to the child. MashaAllah. You know, these are the examples, these examples show how the Prophet ﷺ, which is the most important principle, led by example. He showed people what to do via his actions and not so much his words. 
That's exactly how we can be leaders in this beautiful religion. Now for now, let us take a short break, and we'll be back soon. I really need a glass of water. Thank you.